Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. WTLC AM, W236CR, Indianapolis. Keeping you informed with what's happening in and around Indy. It's Community Connection. Brought to you by Child Advocates. Your voice, their future. On Praise AM 1310, 95.1 FM. And good afternoon and welcome to Community Connection. I'm Tina Cosby. Today is Friday, February the 16th. On the show today, our weekly check-in with the Indiana Black Legislative Caucus. Today's guest is Indiana State Senate and Senator, Senator and Senate uh, Minority Leader uh, Greg Taylor. He'll join us just moments from now. Uh, we'll also get to Open Lines Week in Review. And of course, what else? The NBA All-Star 2024 now underway right here in the Circle City all this weekend. Let's uh, go ahead and bring in um, our contributing analyst, James Patterson, right now. James, welcome back. Hey, thank you, Tina. I'm glad to be here today on this little snowy Friday. Oh, it's, it's just beautiful. It's, it's really quite scenic, uh, and expectations are that it's not going to stick around very long. Not going to be very much to it. Not at all. Not at <laughs> we'll all. Not at all, indeed. Hey, um, Senator Taylor is standing by, so let's just get right to it. Um, we are what? We're about mm, a little more than halfway over the session, halfway through it, more than halfway through it. Um, and as we said, the Black Legislative Caucus is back with us today. We have with us Indiana State Senator uh, Greg Taylor, representing State Senate District 33. He also is the Senate Minority Leader. Uh, Senator Taylor, welcome back to the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you and James doing? Doing okay. Doing well, okay. Yeah. You ready for All Star Weekend? Um, I am <laughs> not. Uh, but let me say this. Uh, I'm happy that it's here in Indianapolis. I'm happy to see all the people mm-hmm. from around the country get to see what Indianapolis brings to the state of Indiana. Mm-hmm. But uh, I'm going to one event tonight, and then I'm going to watch it on TV. Okay. <laughs> okay. You know what? That sounds like a healthy balance, I tell you. Because, well, yeah. for for one thing, I don't know anybody that's going to try to get to as much stuff that's, that has been programmed out there. I mean, it's just beyond belief. There's so many things to see and do. Uh, you know, we're, we were looking, AJ and I were looking out the window and, um, uh, right here on the circle, there are literally fans shooting basketball. This, this is Indiana. There are fans shooting, you know, shooting basket, shooting hoops, you know, uh, on the, the circle snow. in the snow, in the snow. Yeah. Yes. Having That's a ball. Indiana. That's Indiana. Indiana basketball is our life. So yes, we're gonna... it is. Rain, sleet, or snow. Yeah, we represent well. So, uh, but that's that's yeah. what's going on right now. They can talk about the 500 mm-hmm. if they want to, the Colts who they've adopted. But this state is basketball, like mm-hmm. the senator said. Yes, yes. Uh, well, Senator, thank you again for being with us. I know you wear a lot of hats down there. You have a, a big responsibility uh, in the state senate as the Senate Minority Leader. So, tell us what's what's going on and what's your take so far. Well, uh, you know, if anybody's been watching, what we've seen is a proliferation of bills that uh, negatively affect uh, my constituents here in the city of Indianapolis. What what we've been up against in regards to providing bus service and economic enhancement districts is something that uh, 
you know, I've been pretty frustrated at being a member of the General Assembly representing the city of Indianapolis at how much legislation is passed to usurp our authority here at the local level um, by a group that claims to be conservative and all about local rules. So uh, those are the, those two bills, along with the uh, education bill that has to do with appointments to the Board of Trustees of all of our state-supported institutions, defining minorities as underrepresented people instead of using uh, the term. You know, this is another uh, opportunity to tell us what people are going to call us without having any input from us. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, You know, we started, as I said, on the Florida Senate, we started out as Negro. We went to color. Then we went to African-American. Then we went to black. And I guess now it's underrepresented. Which brings up the most interesting part of it. Does that mean that the uh, our Caucasian brothers and sisters in faith are overrepresented? Uh, <laughs> I, I ask that yeah. question. That's why you look at so, it. Yeah, there's an interesting dichotomy that's going yeah. on when it comes to uh, to defining people. And then you know we have our uh, you know our Senate priorities that we wanted to uh, address child care deserts and. Mm-hmm. The fact that people can't afford child care and, uh, you know, uh, I guess it was supposed to be a priority of the uh, majority, too, but uh, seems to be more corporate welfare going on than anything else, giving exemptions to existing child care facilities um, on property tax bills, with, mm-hmm. which goes to fund local government, yet uh, passing that exemption on to the ratepayers mm-hmm. uh, who represent those areas. Um uh, for the first time, though, Tina, I think people should should look up the debate that we had on the floor about, uh, I want to say, what's the Senate bill number? My goodness, I can't remember the number, but it, Rep, uh, Senator Rogers from uh, the South Bend area uh, mm-hmm. uh, had a bill that gives exemption to existing child care facilities uh, for local property taxes. And she said on the floor it only cost the ratepayers or the taxpayers in her district about six cents on the dollar, which is a transfer. It's not, you know, it's like, hey, we're going to save the corporation's money, but we're going to have the people who live in those areas pick up that property tax bill. And I, I never knew they were in the corporate welfare in the Republican Party, but I guess they are. Yeah. Uh, so go ahead, James. Uh, go ahead. Well, I, I was going to ask him about uh, the legislation that passed to, to usurp local control. That, mm-hmm. along with yeah. the other things uh, that uh, Senator Senator Taylor said, that those are the things that that have been getting the most criticism here locally. Is is it seems like they're trying yeah. to take control of our area. And they're not doing that anywhere else in in the state. Can you elaborate on a little bit of those couple of bills that that they passed out? Uh, was one of them was it the bus? Uh, was it fifty yeah. two? Okay, Senate Bill fifty two. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the uh, okay. So let let me let me give you a little uh, bit of information first. Marion County is unique to the state of Indiana. We are the only consolidated city that was done. Back in the 80s, mm-hmm. I think under the Hudna administration. Might have been the 70s. Uh, yeah. Might have been the 70s. 70s. Might have been the 70s? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, I think so. I, I, I could be so, wrong. But could be. 
So you could pass legislation that only applies to Marion County. Mm-hmm. So let's just uh, that's the premise right there. What what the two bills did, uh Senate Bill fifty two has to do with the uh uh support and having the federal funds to do improvements along Washington Street, which would provide a corridor, a, a bus rapid transit from the airport mm-hmm. to the east side of the city, which all in Hancock County, yeah. Yeah, which would provide bus service from rapid transit bus service from the airport to downtown Indianapolis. Now, if you go to any other major city, you can either take a subway, rapid bus rapid transit, uh, uh, rail service. Every major city with a convention uh, business has that uh, uh, business and, and has that, that kind of transportation system. Well, there's a senator who used to be on the city council, city council of Indianapolis who never liked a bus service uh, mm-hmm. who is saying, I don't like the fact that you have dedicated lanes versus shared lanes. He thinks shared lanes are better than dedicated lanes. And his argument is, I don't want them to do uh, dedicated lanes. And that has caused him to try to submit a bill every year. And it seems to have more momentum this year than it ever has in the past. So mm. that's the first thing, and it would technically uh, kill the blue line. The second piece is the uh, city council here in Indianapolis passed what is called an economic enhancement district, which would charge the downtown uh, businesses and uh, apartment owners a, a fee, a tax, if you will, to pay for downtown uh, security, uh, it would pay for cleaning the downtown area, and it would provide about a million and a half dollars to uh, support a low-barrier shelter that the state required us to do when they gave us uh, $20 million to build a low-barrier shelter, which would, which would house people who are homeless and get them services and do things to, uh, you know, keep people off the streets begging for money and other things downtown. Mm. Well, the legislature passed a bill last year, said, hey, you got a year, um, told the council, you got a year to get this together. They decided we're going to create this economic enhancement district to support the mile square, and we're going to tax the people who benefit from those services in the uh, uh, mile square for this this support. Well, the legislature has now said the only option instead of doing that is to tax everybody in the county uh, for as far as income taxes. They want the city council to pass an income tax increase to every citizen in Marion County to pay for downtown Indianapolis, which, you know, is a non-starter. If I'm a city councilor and my district is over on the west side of Indianapolis, and they see no benefit, but you want them to tax their income. So that's mm-hmm. that's how they, they, you know, how things are handled. So those are the two subjects uh, mm-hmm. that are most frustrating to me. Yeah. Speaking, of, go ahead, James. Did you have a follow up? Well, as well as well, they should be. Yeah, I, it's really drilling in on taking local control away from local people. And like you said so well, Senator, um, 
that's what the party of Lincoln is supposed to stand for. I mean, I've read their, their platforms and, you know, all of their, their uh, ideas and, you know, what they stand for. They're supposed to stand for local control, small government, you know, um, where they can, people pay for the services that they want. And this would pay for, did you say uh, cleaning? Uh, and also, listen, when you go downtown, you might see someone who's homeless sitting down shaking a cup, right? Uh, mm-hmm. This this downtown enhancement district fee would provide a low barrier shelter for those people to be at, so they're not downtown, and hopefully that leads to them getting services, their mental health services, services for social welfare, and everything like that. And the city, I think, came up with a great idea to pay for this. And the legislature said, nah, uh, we don't want you to do that. That's not how we want you to do it. So here's, we're going to kind of, we're going to tell you the only thing you can use is your local income tax increase. And we're going to give you the ability to increase taxes on everybody in the county uh, to support a certain group of people in the mile square. That is to me, uh, not a conservative view. That is a uh, heavy-handed view from the state of Indiana. And, and speaking of that, there's another piece of legislation, we're going to hear it in the Senate on third reading next week, that actually uh, voids all ordinances for lo- local ordinances. Over 21 cities have a local ordinance that says you can't, uh, you know, that certain animals can't be sold in a pet store because they have to be certified, et cetera, et cetera. Well, we've got a piece of legislation that would not only void the 21 cities and towns across the state of Indiana that have ordinances, but would put in place a restriction on them even regulating the sale of cats and dogs in their community. So there's all these things that, you know, as I said uh, to somebody, I said it on the floor, I never thought I would be a conservative, uh, but I guess over time the definition changes. Uh, I, I mean, uh, yeah. they have taken micromanaging. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, no, no, I support local control. I, I don't want us telling them what to do. Yeah, I, I was going to say my, they have taken micromanaging to a new historic level when they're supposed to be the party of local control. But let me ask you too to comment on what Representative Summers and Representative Pryor said when Tina and I had her on last mm-hmm. Friday regarding Senate Bill 52. And uh, Representative Summers uh, put out this astounding number. Now, the economic impact for the All-Star Game this weekend uh, to Indiana or Indianapolis specifically is $320 million estimate they're going to drop on us, which is which is great. You know, we're glad to have that restaurants and, you know, um, businesses and um, tourism. We're glad to have it. But they said, Senators Pryor and Summer, uh, that, and uh, yeah, Summers, that we are going to, uh, we're in danger of losing $100 million from this uh, federal spending for the blue line. $100 million. Yes. And here's how it works. The important factor to understand, let's talk about, first of all, design. The city of Indianapolis, through 
an ordinance that was approved by the citizens. They gave us guidance on how we have to approve uh, any funding going towards this bus rapid transit. We did that. The city of Indianapolis and its residents voted in favor of that, over 60, somewhere around 60%, voted in yeah. favor of that. And that resource has produced about $14.5 million for design and, and, and other things for the, the bus rapid transit. We've already been approved for over $250 million worth of federal assistance to upgrade, put sidewalks, uh, do uh, we have what is called a co- combined sewer overflow problem over on the east and west side on Washington Street? We're going to take those up and modernize them and make them more uh, applicable to better services for drinking and wastewater. Uh, we're going to have uh, sidewalks built along those areas uh, for pedestrian safety, and all that goes away if we don't get this money. If we don't get this project underway this year. And well, so the, the money's so, already been approved, Senator, right? Yeah. I mean, to, for sidewalks yeah. and street improvements. Yeah, yeah. It's already been approved. We've already gone through. Listen, the design itself, like I said, cost the taxpayers almost $14.5 million. And it's, it, it, it's our taxpayers' money that the state is now saying, you can't do this. And and why? Why is it? And if you ask the author, he will say to you, and he said to me, my only issue is the difference between shared lanes and dedicated lanes. So, <laughs> so where are we in that? Where, where you know, wh- well, what Senate can be salvaged? Okay, go the ahead. Senate Bill Fifty Two is going to be heard in the House. It passed out of the Senate along party lines. There were Ugh. actually, uh, I want to say it was somewhere around thirty-two to seventeen, which means. We had at least eight or nine Republicans vote with us, but no Democrats supported the legislation. And it's headed over to the House uh, for mm. it's got a hearing, I think, next week on Wednesday. I, if, I could be incorrect on the date, but mm-hmm. I know it's mm-hmm. next week. The, the point is that the people of Indianapolis and the state, don't forget, when you get a convention in the state of Indiana, there are dollars that are spent downtown that actually go to the coffers of the state. We have mm-hmm. uh, downtown sales tax. We have a, a innkeeper's tax where the state of Indiana benefits from those convention goers. Well, like I said before, this is about getting people from the airport to downtown Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. It increases our opportunities for larger conventions. We're doing an expansion, a new hotel for mm-hmm. the convention. And this is a, a because of a difference of opinion on shared lanes versus mm. dedicated lanes. It's gonna it's gonna harm our convention business. Even stated from the president of the CIB and the executive director of the uh, uh, you know downtown convention business. So what possibly could stop it or halt it or? You know, render yeah, it not, yeah, render way, it not, yeah, not effective. Tina, anymore. isn't there some way they could, or Senator, too, mm-hmm. isn't there some way they could, like, carve out something to make him happy? I, I don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. They're working on things right now, from what I understand, to talk about what section. Here's the most interesting part, and I hope you're sitting down when I tell you this. The portion of mm-hmm. the road that is in his district, 
the senator's district who's against this is about 0.6 miles. What? Mm-hmm. The rest of the roads <sighs> are on the west side and in Senator Hundley's district, which is Irvington in that area. Mm-hmm. And those people want this. Yeah. Um, we even mm-hmm. had some businesses. That, it was the most interesting dialogue because there were businesses that came down to the state house to mm-hmm. uh, support the uh, Senator Freeman uh, uh, bill. And yeah. boy, a uh, couple of days later, they were changing their minds because they didn't know mm-hmm. about the infrastructure. They didn't know about the things associated with the turnarounds and how you're going to be able to get people into your business. Um, it was so, it was an interesting, I mean, they did a complete 180 uh, on how they, felt about the blue line so more as more information is gathered i think there's big there would be more support for just letting this thing go now there's there's an idea and i'll just say this it's just an idea of the uh i guess at one time in history washington street and meridian street were owned by the state of indiana and -hmm. the city of indianapolis purchased those roads and took control of you know the the repair and maintenance, and there's some discussion of the state purchasing those roads back <laughs> and taking wow. care of those roads. Now, that's just a little bit of information. I don't know how far that's going to go, but yeah. So, mm. well, that's yeah. interesting. I mean, anything, anything. I mean, we're talking about a yeah. hundred million dollars. It's, it's just too big. It's too big. Yeah. To, to, to scrap that there's over. no way now here's here's the interesting part about taking over those roads how many people in let's say who represent fort Wayne are going to vote in favor of using dot money to take care of two indianapolis roads how many people you think are going to vote for that and tell their go home and tell their constituents uh yeah we don't have money to <laughs> you know do the state roads in, in our, my district but we're going to Make sure that Indianapolis has uh, smooth and, mm-hmm. and and repaved and upgraded sidewalks and infrastructure on Meridian and Washington Street. Where's that sale going? How how you gonna sell that? Yeah. So just to so that uh, all of our listeners can understand, and this is just talk you're saying. There's they're just talking right. about at one at one point the state owned Meridian, which would be the thoroughfare, the major thoroughfare for the Blue Line. Not the only no, one. That's, that's the amazing. red line. That's the red line. The, 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 James, the, I mean, the, uh, the, uh, Washington, yeah, Washington is the blue line. Washington is the blue line. Yeah, Washington. Yeah. That's what yeah. I was trying to say. So that would be, so at one time, they owned both Washington and Meridian? Yes. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yes. So the talk is now is to give those back to the state after Indianapolis had, re, you know, purchased them and got them. And then what? how would that impact the uh, set of bill 52 or how what kind well, of compromise well, that would how does that make sense that would be one strategy under the uh idea of the state being responsible for those two thoroughfares so what would happen is that would be under the auspices of indot like if you will us 31 north of 96th mm. street for example mm-hmm. uh which is meridian and then you've got you know uh, I think it's U.S. 31 South and 135 uh, split off off of Meridian. And then you've got uh, U.S. 40, I believe, is 
if you go out to Crawfordsville or Crawfordsville Road, that area. So that they would take care of everything within the uh, Indianapolis area is what the idea would be. And how would that impact the blue line? Would would they the, they they would be able to make the blue line go away? They they would be able to say we're going to do the blue line or not. Okay. Yeah. That's that's one of the ideas. But here here's the point I'm trying to make, and, and, and this is a, a ongoing public policy issue. How much more local control is going to be taken away? Right. from the Indiana General Assembly. That's the thing. Yeah. And it's not just Marion County, because I don't want to make this the Marion County thing. I mean, I told you about legislation that would undo over 21 ordinances that has to do with the sale of, of, of dogs and cats by yeah. retail. Because, I mean, let, let's be real about it. Those of us who have animals, we either go to the animal shelter or we go to a breeder, right? Mm-hmm. If you go to a pet store... You're, they're going to say, okay, you give us $100 down and you pay, you know, $100 a month for this pet. Well, what if that pet dies? What if it's sick? What if it, There are standards that we should have in place. And yeah. local communities have said, listen, you're not going to sell dogs and cats. You can sell turtle, fish, cat food, dog food, da-da-da, but you're not going to sell dogs and cats in our community. Because there, it it needs to be regulated more. So, and that affects cities like Fort Wayne, Bloomington, mm-hmm. uh, West Lafayette. Uh, the, you, you name a major city, they have. Them. Oh, that's a lot. <laughs> that's it, that is. Yeah, that is. It's a lot to take as a legislator too, especially yeah. when yeah. you go go back to what James said earlier. I thought this was the party of Reagan, and I thought this was Lincoln and Reagan and Bush, and you know, uh, mm-hmm. you know we, we love local control. Uh, yeah, the people closest to the people. Mm. Yeah, I mean they've morphed into something else. That's yeah. for sure. Well, oh, there's no doubt. This yeah, is corporate greed. Yeah, the petlands, mm. the petlands of the world make hundreds of thousands of dollars off of dogs being sold in their pet store. It is a predatory lending practice that has been questioned all over the country that, you know, dogs get sick, they don't live long sometimes, and people will end up paying, you know, seven or $8,000 for a dog based on the interest rate um, that, you know, they could go to a, a breeder and get for maybe a couple grand. But breeders are going to certify their dogs. They're going to say, this is a full bred. You're going to have papers. You're going to have all those things. And they're not going to be paying interest on a pet. I mean, <laughs> you do that on a car, on a house, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You don't do that on a pet. No. Yeah. The uh, And I, I, I won't even point out the irony and or slash hypocrisy uh, in terms mm-hmm. of pets versus I'm not even going to point that one out. Oh. Um, yeah. Uh, so as, and, and I ask all of the lawmakers this and, and I, you know, I, your philosophy is, I want to have your input as well as a member of because there's a GOP super majority as a member of the democratic super minority and, uh, in the leadership position, uh, of that minority, how do you, how do you fight? 
how how do you leverage and how do you get to you know to to some semblance of aha I'm making some progress here how do you do it well here's here's what I've uh I've adopted this new term called uh you have to be comfortable with being uncomfortable and here's okay. here's now for those of us in the minority community it comes naturally we've done it all our lives we've been in positions where we might be the only person in the room and we've got to speak that 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 minority position um but here's what i've done and i see this uh developing all over the country is i've said to people listen you have a public policy issue i have a public policy position on that issue let's sit down and talk and understand where both sides are coming from and i i have to tell you um Having only 10 members out of 50, sometimes, I mean, it puts me in a better position than my uh, my friend Rod Bray on the supermajority side because he's got he's to heard 40 different opinions, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and he has a heavy stick to, to do that. Well, I don't have to use a stick. I just use common sense. Mm-hmm. So for me, it's, it's kind of simple. Um, frustrating but simple Mm -hmm. it's just i talk about the people i get down to hey what are we doing for the people even those who can't vote for us and and one of the problems that we have in the indiana general assembly if you look around Mm -hmm. there are probably four communities represented in the uh, minority caucuses you got indianapolis marion county you got lake county you got allen county and you got Monroe County. Yeah. Other than that, if you look around the state, the representation of those other counties is mostly Republican. So, you know, you got a few communities that people stand up and say, "Hey, let's take a let's take a step back and look at this public policy issue." But then you have, you know, 88 of them who 88 counties that look at a look at it from a totally different perspective. 317-972-3008, 317-972-3008. Indiana State Senator Greg Taylor uh, is with us. Uh, this is, uh, I, I guess we would call it the IBLC Corner on Fridays on Community Connection. Uh, Reverend Alexander, you have a question for the senator. Good afternoon, everyone, and I uh, want to thank our senator for coming on and sharing what's going on there at the State House and certainly want to let uh, Senator Taylor know that we appreciate all of his efforts in coming and sharing with the community. However, and, you know, I've made this comment before with you, Tina and James, I feel that our uh, representatives and our senators, they're kind of being left um, by themselves Mm -hmm. to address this issue and to stand up to this issue and to our Republican uh, state legislators, because uh, our city county council is not out educating the uh, uh, people of Marion County. They're not sharing, here's what's going on, here's what we put in place as your council, but can be taken away. And what's going on is we have folks like Senator Taylor, Representative Pryor, and Summers who are on there out trying to inform our entire community and also be in the rooms fighting the battle. And I just want to put, you know, our city county council, 
uh, on notice. The community needs you to speak up as well. We, we need our president to speak up. We, we need all of those Democrats to speak up. We need all of those that can to inform and educate the community. Here's what's happening to us, and we're slowly losing all of our rights to govern ourselves here in Marion County. And I certainly want to say thank you once again, Senator Taylor, for what you're doing and continue to keep it up. Thank you for that, Reverend Alexander. It it um, it is a tough position to be in at times, but uh, here's what I have to say about the local city council. I, I there's a there's a part of me that wants to that has sympathy for them because they know if they come over there and say the wrong thing that there's going to be retribution from the other side, and we see that all the time when it comes to legislation specifically for Marion County. So uh, you have to be pragmatic about what you can and cannot say because there's going to be retribution. Now, on the other hand, I agree. We we what we need to have is more of a coalescence of members that uh, have an understanding of what positions the city councilors have mm-hmm. on these issues. And I talked to uh, President Ossoli and. Maggie Lewis and 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 Kristen Jones mm-hmm. uh, quite a bit. Yeah. And the and the frustrating part is, you know, they know if they come over there and say, "Hey, this is a power grab," then you know there could be some retribution. You know, it's like, okay, you want to see a power grab here? We'll take it all. Um, yeah. There was at mm-hmm. one point there was discussion about them taking over control of the police. Yeah, police. Yeah, police. Uh, yeah, that was yeah. big news. Was that last session or session yeah, before? I, I, I believe it was the last long session. Yeah, yeah. 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 And, mm-hmm. and see, you've got to be pragmatic about how you approach these issues. Now, I will can, say... Can Senator, Taylor, Senator Taylor, can I add, can I, uh, right yeah. there, being pragmatic for the counselors does not mean they have to go out and they got to be the one speaking uh, on okay. the steps. If, if they yeah. inform the community, if they educate the community, here yeah. is what's going on. There's enough folks in the community that there, will there stand. You there you go. Now, that's where we, yes, we. I 100% agree with you. I 100% agree with you. Yeah, yeah. Um, Reverend that's Alexander. Where we need their leadership. That's where we need their leadership. Mm-hmm. Uh and together we can do more than they can by just saying, well, we're afraid they're going to take everything from us. Mm-hmm. We'll just accept, you know, what they're doing. And as a community, we don't want people that are just going to accept that. So yeah. thanks again. Yeah, all right. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. And thank Appreciate you, Reverend yeah. Alexander, for all your advocacy. Because that mm-hmm. is very important. Advocacy is so important. It is the key. We you have to get yeah, the yeah. legislation this year for, through advocacy. Which one There's was that? The MWBE uh, legislation where they were going to take the certification process away oh, from the yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That was. I mean, I have. I was so impressed mm-hmm. with uh, the groups that came down and talked about how this was going to be a detriment to the minority women and veteran-owned mm-hmm, business community. Mm-hmm. And it actually had an effect. I mean, uh, we were working behind the scenes, and uh, when I came in to testify against the legislation, I was very impressed with the people I saw in the audience. I mean, the room was packed with minority women and veteran-owned businesses, and it, it 
it really did have an effect. So advocacy yeah. does work. And, and you know what? I think a lot of times, too, uh, it, whatever the measure is, has to strike the right chord uh, to, right. to engage and trigger that advocacy. Because, um, you know, until we get more used to, uh, you know, understanding that that is something that we can always leverage regardless um, I, you know, I, I think we're like Reverend Alexander said, maybe do a better job of educating uh, and yeah, letting yeah. Uh, the public know that we need your, you know, we need your input on this, need your input on that. And it really doesn't matter uh, which side. I mean, if, if you know, if the supermajority is behind something, uh, there can be a majority of whoever that says uh uh-uh, that they have to pay attention to whether they're. Um, you know, Democratic or Republican voters, because they pay attention to they pay attention to numbers and they pay attention Absolutely. to groups in numbers, you know. Yeah. And, you know, if folks could just get that, you know, just just drill down on that and understand that if you call like you said, to use one of your words, coalesce as a group yeah. uh, that gets attention. You know, it, it really does. Uh, and that's how the, the, the needle can start to move. Um, yes. in, in more positive directions because they pay attention. They pay attention to voting blocks. They pay attention to, um, you know, like you say, who who's standing up against this and that and 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 what have you. So, um, yeah, it's uh, here's what here's what I want to say to you and the listeners that you have. I don't know if people know this, but if you were to look at the app, the registered voters from a number standpoint, just mm-hmm. pure numbers, right? Mm-hmm. Marion County. Allen County and Lake County. If you were to take all those registered voters and you were to get out, say, 75 to 80 percent of those voters, it would be almost impossible for Democrats to lose a statewide election. Wow. I, listen, it would be, uh, but when we have numbers, um, and they're not making voting easier. I, I, I agree with the public on that. When you look at numbers of less than 40% of our voters voting in the non-presidential election and then upwards of, say, 58% in a mm-hmm. presidential election, mm-hmm. boy, if we could increase those numbers 10%, 15% across mm-hmm. the board, mm-hmm. it would be – it would be you, you would never lose a statewide election just because of pure numbers. Yeah. But – you know, we have people who, you know, we have – there was a piece of legislation this year, for example, to extend the voting hours to 8 o'clock, right, oh. <laughs> from 6, you know. I mean, I listen, for me, who somebody who campaigns, you should see the rush of people coming to the voting centers between 5 and 6. It is mm-hmm. unbelievable. Cause people, look, and the resistance. Okay. Yeah. yeah, the resistance. To, yeah, I, clearly. But the resistance to an extra two hours, like most states do, or a lot of states do, what's, what, you know, they, they go later. What's the resistance? Yeah. And, and, and the, the I just remember is that, 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 that everything's OK. <laughs> yeah. And why do we need two more hours? It's not, according to you and according to your colleagues, because I was going to bring up that very same thing before you said it, Senator mm. Taylor. Uh, it was not the last time we had on. Representative Pryor and Representative Summers, but the time before that, Tina, remember mm-hmm. we had on Representative Pryor, I think she was like the first one mm-hmm, on, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. and I wrote down this quote. She said, it will, I'll never forget it, when she said, what people can do, uh, you know, as Re- Reverend Alexander has alluded to, what people can do is 
give me something to work with. In other words, give me numbers and we can do something up there. Is that yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, Senator yeah. yeah. And and you know Absolutely. what? Yeah, and, and you know what? Here's the thing. And and, and we get we get criticized and that's okay. That's okay. I mean I'm I'm glad people call in and have an opinion. But we get criticized a lot for talking about things that aren't taking place right outside our window in Indianapolis, Indiana. Right now, this very moment, a Russian opposition leader was Navalny. killed. Yeah. Navalny, yeah. And you you mean to tell me that that doesn't relate to the state house and, and, and other places? Voting? What we're talking about, I'm talking about voting. Yeah. Because Absolutely. that's exactly what he fought for and is fighting and died for. Yeah. Absolutely. He's dead. He's dead now. Yeah. And knew when he got off the plane, he was safe. He didn't have to go back and, and just knew that's right. because he was trying to get. The, the right to vote, to have a say-so about what happens to his people who are oppressed, to have a say-so yep. about who is in power, and uh, to have a fair, uh, what do you call it, a, a, a level ground, level playing ground. So mm-hmm. the fact that we take so much here for granted, that we have, we even have the choice to vote, we have the option to vote, this man died trying to get people the option to vote. Here's here's what I yes and let let me oh say my goodness this. yeah here's what people I think don't understand in the average household when mm. it comes to voting public policy is not made at the federal level for the state of Indiana mm. now yeah. there mm, are certain point. federal issues that that come up mm-hmm. but when you think about the fact that we as a legislature determine how long your kids go to school, Mm -hmm. when they get their driver's license, when they become an adult, when you are not responsible for them from a parental standpoint or any other issue, when you – the access to firearms that these children have have now, all of those things that affect your everyday life are made at the state and the local level – and if you don't understand that as a voter, I have sympathy for you because mm-hmm. when you wake up one day and you find out that your child is suspended from school and you go to talk to the principal, the principal says, that's the law, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. I can't do anything about the law. Mm-hmm. That's when the rubber meets the road and you have these advocacy groups step up and say something. But until then, as long as it doesn't affect your household, you just go on like everything's the same. Yeah. I got to go to work. Mm-hmm. I got to take care of my kids. And I understand that. But mm-hmm. think about the fact that we're now passing legislation that says we the, the goal for kids who can't read is to hold yeah. them back another mm-hmm. year in school mm-hmm. and remediate. Mm-hmm. Now, think about that. That's going to cost more money. You're going to have a bottleneck that transfers from third grade to fourth grade to fifth grade to sixth grade. Think about the effect that that has on a household and their children's mindset. Mm -hmm. Those are things that we determine at the state level. And you can't see how important it is to go vote. Mm -mm. 
No, because they haven't done anything for me, and I'm tired of both. You also need to understand it's a process, <laughs> you know. But so <laughs> well, yeah. it it is a process. I mean, it just is. like raising a child is a process. Doing anything right. worth having and worth, you know, you you put you put your 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 time and your effort uh, and everything into it. It is a process. It's not it's not magic, you know. It's not Santa Claus. Uh, you know, they didn't do what I wanted them to do last year, so to heck with them. I'm not doing it, you know. Here's one. Uh, 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 here's one that I that I always tell people. So most people that live in the state of Indiana that that are going to vote, they have a job, right? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. we have a we have a law in the state of Indiana. It's it's a, it's a no fault uh, termination. So as long as you don't violate based on race, sex. Mm-hmm. religion, da, da, da. you can fire people for any purpose at all. You can say to them, hey, I don't like the fact that you wear purple clothes and our mm-hmm. colors are blue and yellow, right? That's mm-hmm. a law. That's not – so every day people go to work, the safety equipment you have to wear, the, the, the protocols inside of the work that you have. Well, how mm-hmm. does this person get to say these things and then go hire their family member and treat them different to me? You know why? Because the state of Indiana, as a public policy, has said, hey, you have to prove that the business discriminated against you. You know how hard that is to prove? Yeah, mm-hmm. based on race mm-hmm. or yeah. you know, one of the impacted categories. Yeah. yeah. Right. You got a lot. So, got a lot. Mm-hmm. so it, here's another one. P- people pay rent, right? They, they go to these places, and, and the, and the uh, landlord doesn't fix the heater. You're sitting in a cold house. Mm-hmm. And they go and evict you out of your house. Out of your cold out of your, house, yeah. Out of your cold house. And the court says, well, uh, today the hearing is only about whether or not you paid your rent. Well, he doesn't have heat. Well, that's going to be a bifurcated hearing, and uh, you got to come back and make that argument somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. and guess where that comes from? The law of the state of Indiana. Yeah, it ain't. It ain't something that's a pub, you know, that's a, a rule. It's a law on the books. Yeah, there you go. And so I tell people every day, you know, you might not think that these things affect you until it does, you know. And that's the key. That's the key. Yeah. Until it. So, yeah. so Senator Taylor, I know we've gone a little bit over, but um, uh, uh, James, did you have another question? Because I was just going to ask the senator. No, how, I'm how, just going to just, you know, kind of support what he said. Absolutely. And is, I was thinking about Tina tenants' rights. They've been trying to get tenants' rights. Oh. Legislation. Go ahead. No, uh, Indiana's one of the worst states for tenants. Well, well right here, here's here's the, here's this local control issue. Mm-hmm. Indianapolis did pass a tenants' right piece of legislation. Yep. They passed it during the time we were in session. Do you know? Two days later, not two weeks, not two years, not two months. Two days later, the Indiana General Assembly said no longer can local communities rec- rec- uh, regulate mm. landlord-tenant rights. Mm. <laughs> I mean, it was a, uh, a city council ordinance that was mm-hmm. passed by the city council here, and it was negated by the state legislature two days later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. See? They are See? just they're just micromanaging Indianapolis. the world yeah. out of out of uh, urban centers in Indianapolis. They really are. They really yeah. are. So yeah. so uh, so Senator Taylor, your parting advice and and focus and direction for uh, folks that want to do something about it and, and help you guys out uh, and help ourselves out more than anything. Uh, help One ourselves word. out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One word. Vote. vote. I don't care who you vote for. Vote. 
It is a simple solution to a multitude of complex issues. Mm-hmm. The best thing you can do yeah. is vote. That yeah. is, we turn out the vote upwards of 70% in Marion County alone. We are the epicenter. We are the heart of Indiana. And you turn out 75% of our people, we'll start making change. There you go. Well, we'll keep uh-huh. we'll keep sounding that horn. I tell you that. <laughs> good. All righty. Okay, Senator Taylor. Thank you so much for being with us. And hey, keep up the good work. You're, you you guys are yeah. hard at work down there, and I can't thank you enough for coming on here with us on uh, on Fridays. You're so. welcome, and so are my constituents and everybody else in the state of Indiana. So thank you. All righty. Be careful out there. It's All snowing right. pretty good. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, Senator All Taylor. Right. And yeah, Bye-bye. James. Um, uh, vote is the word, and I just, I just couldn't help but, I mean, my heart just went out and goes out uh, to not only this the situation regarding, uh, you know, the the, the Russian uh, anti-Putin force uh, that yeah. Navalny was, but how desperately certain people are are just. This man would do anything, anything. Yeah. I mean, they they painted him green. They poisoned him. They tried. They threw him in. They did oh, anything yeah. and everything they could do to him to shut him up, just so that he would not in, inform people and work hard toward getting people the right to vote how they wanted to vote and how to come out from underneath the dictatorship, which so many members of the GOP seem to be supporting and think it's cute, uh, and it's funny to to get behind uh, a candidate. Uh, for the presidency who says, yes, I want to be a dictator and who also uh, just absolutely loves that regime, that that torturous, barbaric uh, regime. Um, They should be ashamed of themselves. Not only that, their choice for president, um, the 45th president of Mm -hmm. the United States, we all know who I'm talking about, Mm -hmm. recently said that if NATO countries, our NATO alliance, oh my goodness, don't yeah, pay yes. up. Did you hear that, Dana? Yes, 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 yes. That he encouraged uh, Vladimir Putin mm. and Russia to attack those countries, our our allies. Yeah, do what the heck you wanted to. He didn't yeah. say heck, but do what the heck you want to do with them. And it, of all people, again, the height of hypocrisy, you got to pay your bills. You got to pay your bill. The man who has never paid a bill in his life. That's why he can't get decent representation now, because he doesn't pay his bills. But yeah, It's just talking points. And in a lot of ways, I feel like it's a shiny object because they said he's starting to back off of it a little bit now and well i didn't really you know if he gets too much pushback then he he goes and says well i i said it but i didn't really you know all that's i I don't really but i i'm just saying that just an example for the world right here uh and for everyone to see this man has died and when you hear of everything that he's gone through to try to get fairness and equity so that people can have a say-so about their government, about their lives, uh, you know, so that people can have a say-so. Everything yeah. that he went through right to the death. I mean, and, and they said he took a walk. Uh, the, the, this man was in a prison that was miles north of the Arctic Circle where yeah. uh, reported wind chill factors were 28 to 30 degrees below zero. He's out for a stroll in prison? Yeah, right. Uh, You know what? President Biden has already said that Vladimir Putin, the president of Mm -hmm. Russia, Mm -hmm. is responsible for his death. Look, they tried to poison him, as you mentioned. They Mm -hmm. tried to poison Mr. Navalny Mm -hmm. twice while he was in exile. Twice they they tried to poison him. It's a miracle that he lived that long. Mm -hmm. I just feel sorry for his, his wife. 
his daughter, you know, in that documentary yeah. that they that they put out about them. They were so, such a warm, loving family. I just I just take a pause to feel sorry for them I today because yeah. the president of Russia finally killed. He finally his, got uh, him. Number one political yeah. enemy. Yeah. Now I can see him throwing him out in the Arctic air. Uh, and yeah. and freezing him to death. I mean, I can see him doing that, but I just don't buy the the story that. And and the the irony was, uh, this is how quickly. I mean, uh, apparently, twenty four hours before his death was reported, he was seen healthy, laughing yeah. and joking, and he was in court in a Nothing video. Nothing wrong with him. Nothing seemed to be wrong with him. Well, well, I mean, but if you throw him out in the cold and leave him there all night, he could. You know, I I don't know. We don't know what happened. We do know that uh, there is 100% uh, probability that whatever uh, the Russian uh, sources are telling us is a lie. We do know that. Yeah. yeah. Just, just, and he didn't have to go back there. Um, his no, wife and, and, and family could have joined him, mm. uh, you know, overseas. He didn't have to go back there, but he went back there because he loves his country and he loves his people, and he wanted to see it. Yeah. He wanted to see people have way. the opportunity yeah. to vote and, and to have a say-so in their lives. I think he has a daughter here in the States, if I'm not mistaken, uh, for her safety. And, you know, he's, he's, he, he did say, you know, guard the safety of his family. Uh, but, um, yeah, that's, that's, I, I don't know. I don't know, James, but it's, it's sad. It is sad. It is. And, but it's, it's a, it's a tale that we should pay, you know, that, that voters here should pay attention to. It and matters. So it, it, it does matters. matter. Yeah. I mean, and if it didn't matter, would somebody like that go to those ends, to the end of his life, to 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 make sure that you know, or to 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 serve, to make sure that people had the right? Would somebody like that? If it wasn't important, would somebody go that far? He wasn't right. crazy. He basically, gave his life. Gave his life. Gave his life for, yeah. for uh, equality for all of his countrymen. So. Yeah, yeah, and and you know the dismantling of evil. Uh, yeah. which is, uh, you know, Putin personified. He's an evil, evil dictator. And uh, yeah. it's it's so, so very sad uh, that uh, there are members, that they, people that call themselves Americans who are, you know, saying, well, he's not so bad. And, you know, because they want to, they uh, you know, curry favor with, with the dumb butt, you know, 45. Yeah. They'll do anything and say anything to curry. You know, th- these folks here have no idea what a dictatorship, uh, a closed society. They have no what idea. Mean for what their lives, none, for their none, none. And, and, you know, why they're stuck on stupid and not wanting to pass in the in the House of Representatives mm-hmm. controlled by the Speaker Mike Johnson and, mm-hmm. and his cohorts, the Republicans, mm-hmm. do not want to pass aid bills for mm-hmm. um, not only would this give money to Ukraine to fight so we don't have to send our soldiers over there and fight mm-hmm. against uh, Putin's invasion of Ukraine. Um, his annexation of Crimea just took it. Mm-hmm. Um, but not only would it do that, money is going to Israel and the Palestinians, relief for the Palestinians, that yeah. there's money in there, and yeah. for the Pacific, uh, for Taiwan. Yeah. So oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody would benefit, you know, uh, uh, who uh, should and who uh, is mm-hmm. under, uh, you know, uh, a pretty bad situation, Ukraine. Uh, Israel and the Palestinians. Yep. Well, um, we're going to take a quick break here. I want to share when we come back uh, just in uh, the Department of Public Works, DPW has uh, issued a weather advisory. Uh, So you're going to want to hear about that. Uh, We'll be right back with more right after this.
WTOC AM, W236CR Indianapolis, keeping you informed with what's happening in and around Indy. It's Community Connection, brought to you by Child Advocates, your voice, their future. On Praise AM 1310, 95.1 FM. And we're back with Community Connection on this Friday, February 16th, the start of NBA All-Star Weekend in earnest. We've been doing some previews and some pre-events and some other things throughout the course of the week last night, uh, including uh, the Legends of Gospel concert, which was phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal, and a sold-out event over there uh, at Clues Hall. Uh, And, hey, it's off and running. It is off and running, James. Tina Cosby, of yeah. course, here with our uh, contributing analyst, James Patterson. And James, right before uh, we took the last break, um, I got a an alert from the uh, Department of Public Works, NDDPW, um, and they're saying that the uh, NDDPW is continuing to monitor and respond to the changing weather conditions, as everyone knows. And as we've been saying, it's snowing pretty steadily out there. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, it says DPW is already dispatched as of 7 a.m. to begin pre-treating roadways across the county uh, for this snow event, which has now started. They currently have crews treating and uh, clearing roadways across the county uh, and downtown with the shift uh, change of drivers occurring at 11 o'clock tonight. So they've extended uh, and they're quoted as saying our crews are prepared for whatever comes their way. Uh, the staff with NDDPW have been monitoring the snow system closely and have already dispatched resources so are able to address uh, the needs of Indianapolis. Forecasts have varied regarding the amount of and the exact timing. Uh, right now, officials uh, are expecting the heaviest snow to be between 2 to 5 o'clock today with potential for refreezing overnight. Total accumulations between uh, 2 to 3 inches throughout. There's a possibility for higher uh, totals uh, as well. So uh, DPW basically has issued a press release uh, and said they're on it uh, and they will be, uh, you know, they're going to be out there and they're going to do everything they can to make sure that the weekend is as uh, uh, clear as possible. Uh, yeah. So, what, it, so what the issue is, a weather advisory. Advisory. Yeah. Yeah. So, and, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. we're going to get a couple, three inches around. Um, but they, 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 their thinking is that in some spots it may be a little bit higher. Just depends mm-hmm. on how how long it, it stays. Some some people are getting uh, heavier snow, some lighter snow. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, the, the point I think that the, the reason we got this uh, winter uh, weather advisory from DPW is the cold air that's going to filter in behind yeah, it yeah, could freeze that stuff pretty quick, Tina. Yeah, and that's what they were saying in the release. It could be some refreezing uh, tomorrow because the yeah. temperatures are expected to drop. So uh, be aware. Uh, enjoy yourselves. Have a good time. But just be aware there's uh, you know some weather conditions out there that you're going to need to navigate. So uh, yeah. And they're going to do everything that they can to, uh, to help us. Uh, so... There's that. So weather advisory from uh, NDDPW. Uh, 317-972-3008. 317-972-3008. Tina Cosby here with James Patterson. We're going to go to open lines and we can review the rest of the, rest of the way out. Uh, James, we've already talked about the, you know, the horrifying. It, it's just it's just frightening uh, that that the death of the uh, of the the the, the, the Russian um, Navalny. Navalny. Yeah. yeah. It's just frightening. It's just frightening. He, I mean, he kills everybody Putin kills who opposes everybody. him. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Vladimir Putin, the president of Russia. Uh, this was his number one political opponent. Yep. Number I mean, one opposition. Said, yep. 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 
Mm-hmm. When he had rallies, Navalny, uh, before he, he was exiled or, or got out of there, mm-hmm. tens of thousands of people would come to his rallies. People, even in prison, uh, thousands would, would uh, you know, he'd find a way to get uh, uh, information, statements mm-hmm. out through social media, and thousands would, would follow him. Um, so this yeah. is a man. And then, you know, he, he had, I don't know when, I got to go back and look, but he transferred him. The, the government of Russia transferred him from one prison to this Arctic Circle, near the Arctic Circle. It wasn't too prison. terribly long ago. Uh, within no. the last few months, yeah, they, they, they moved And in. looking at it right now, any sane, common-sense person could surmise that he, they sent him there to kill him. Well, yeah. He's dead. Send him yeah. to, you know, north of the Arctic Circle? Uh, yeah. Siberia? Come on. Yeah, Siberia. of course they did. Yeah, yeah. Siberia. They, they, they sent him there. Uh, to kill him and um yeah and and that you know that's not a sign of strength uh you know all of you american putin supporters that's not a sign of strength that's a sign of weakness that is it a is. sign of if you're strong and you are whatever stand up and face your opponent and and let it be a fair competition why do you have to kill brutally brutalize and 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 terrorize Anybody that comes against you, that is a, that's the supreme sign of weakness. That's a supreme sign of weakness. But, Definitely. you know, I, I don't know if folks see that. So, But uh, it, it'll be interesting to see if the U.S. responds and see. Um, I, I think countries around the world are, are responding and weighing in, and they're all just outraged. Free countries, they're all absolutely outraged. Yeah, uh, and, and so, as well they should be. As well they should be. And so we'll see what happens as a result of this. But uh, if anybody thinks for one minute that Russia is telling the truth about him taking a walk, just went out for a walk, you know. Hmm. Yeah, just went like they said, they didn't have anything to do with, um, mm-hmm. I forgot the name of the guy that rolled the tanks toward Russia, mm-hmm. the former shaft. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, his plane got uh, blown up out of the sky, but we didn't have anything to do no, with nothing it. Nothing yeah. to do with it. Nothing mm-hmm. to do with it. Yeah, yep. there we go. 317-972-3008. We are here on a Friday afternoon, the start of NBA All-Star Weekend. All eyes on Indianapolis and the NBA All-Star festivities, and there are a lot of them. Uh, but let's go to the phone lines. Uh, Jeff, go ahead. How are you? Hey, Gina. Hey, James. How you guys doing? Doing well. Thank I'm you. Fine. Uh, TGIF. Yeah, well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it is. And a snowy one at that. Yeah, but you know, two days of winter. Hey, we'll take it. Yeah, it's not bad. Yeah, we'll take it. You know, it's that time of year, so I ain't nothing to get panicky about. But anyway, <laughs> just you know, I got a few things. I promise to be real brief. And uh, but you know, and you know, but this Navalny thing, you know, uh, and my condolences to Mister Navalny to his family because mm-hmm. ain't yet. Uh, uh, yes, Mike Braun. Yes, uh, Mister Governor of Indiana, uh, wherever your name is, and yes, Tanya. Vladimir Putin is a thug, and he, he's out to get the United States. So all you right-wing Republicans who, you know, you used to be the party of Reagan, you know, the evil empire, but now you embrace this, 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 this murderer. This, and he's a coward. Putin is a coward. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and basically this could backfire on him. He has made a martyr out of this guy. And right now, uh, people in Russia are probably not very happy with Mr. Putin. And, you know, James, you know, we're both military, ex-military. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if, you know, Russia's not doing very well in Ukraine. Do you think they really want to go into Poland and Germany? Well, you know, Poland and Germany got a standing army. So and right now, just people, you know, draft, you know, people are leaving the Russian army just because they don't want no part of this. 
you know, just no. Uh, I mean, he's he's conscripting people. He can't get people to serve. No. I mean, they they just sunk another ship in the. Yeah. I think yeah, yeah. off the coast. Yeah. Go ahead. So, but anyway, let's just get one thing. Vladimir Putin. He's not Napoleon. Mm-hmm. He's not Alexander the Great. You know, he is getting his head handed to him, and he's getting clobbered. So, and he definitely don't want a part of the United States. I mean, he's going to rush to China and Iran to get weapons. So that tells you everything you need to know right there. So, but anyway, I just want to give a shout out to one of my favorite lawyers, one Miss Fannie Lewis. I tell you what. Oh, Fannie Willis. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Fannie Willis. Yeah, Fannie Willis. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. That's all right. There's an old old saying: Be careful about what you wish for. Mm -hmm. And. I guess those Trump lawyers wish they didn't put her on the stand because she just threw it back in their face. Well, they haven't made any leeway, any any way, shape, or form. I listened to a lot of the. Te- I listened to all her testimony yesterday. I listened to a lot of the testimony that um, the defense put on this morning, and I have yet to see uh, an aha. Like, well, they're making the- they aren't they're not drawing any point. I think they're throwing spaghetti up against the wall and trying to see what sticks because so exactly. far they have not made a case for anything. Everything that she's saying is lining up. So, you know, we'll see. It'll all. Hey, just like just like we just found out that the FBI informant who had the goods on yes, that's Hunter true. Biden. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. He just got arrested for lying. Got arrested I mean, for lying. Yeah. What's going on with you guys? I mean, well, I mean uh, you know, this laptop situation, it was all a farce. And this mm-hmm. guy's going to jail. Mm-hmm. And Hunter is, you know, living his life. So it's not a good day for the GOP and the legal services. Now, Donald Trump wants to put his daughter-in-law to be the new RNC chair. Why? Because he wants Mike Braun, Todd Young, and Holcomb to pay his legal bill. His legal bill. Because Trump, because we just found out, Trump is broke. No surprise by anybody. He's broke. He can't, yeah. He's still part lawyers. And, you know, he wants all these MAGA folks to pay his legal bill. And guess what? They're going to do it. You going to pay for them? I hope they do. I hope they mortgage their houses and, and, and their cars yeah, and everything. Yeah, <laughs> I hope they do. Go ahead yeah, and pay. Yeah, trailer park. Yeah, no big deal. And it's not all that. trailer parks, though, Jeff. I, I you know, I don't well, think we shouldn't I, get too I, I, comfortable I, with that mindset, though, because that yeah, there's I mean, uh, they're that they're goes there. For the that goes for the caramel crowd yeah. too. Yes, indeed. And, mm-hmm. and I just want to piggyback real quick, and I close with this. That caller that called in yesterday about. The government and guns and all that mm-hmm. old good stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, James, we all know about the government, right? I mm-hmm. mean, do you think, let me see, I don't know how I'm going to put this. Um, you know, you talk about, I need my gun because I got to protect myself from the government. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Well, I can assure you, whatever you got, the government can match 10 times over. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they don't really need to set a SWAT team. So, yeah, you keep believing that. I need my guns to protect me from the uh, ATF, to protect me from the U.S. Marshals. Well, I don't think it's going to work out for you very well. It's not going to work out. And if Uncle Sam wants to take your guns away from you, which he's not going to do, what are you What you going to do? You, what you going to do to Uncle Sam? What you going to do? You going to tell Uncle Sam that uh, you sent some ATF guys to your house, you're going to do something? Well, like I said, Anybody ever heard of David Koresh? Yeah, oh, you mean the the Branch Davidian? Uh huh. 
Right. Yeah, he had all those guns. And it didn't do him. It, it didn't serve him very well, did it? Yeah. No, no, they blew him up. I think, and yeah, they blew some of the people with him. But, yeah. uh, but I, I get it. Um, but uh, yeah, I got. I need my gun to protect me from the government. Mm-hmm. Okay, all right, all right, tough guy. All right, Rambo. Well, I think, you well know, it's uh, uh, it was. Uh, and thanks. That's, yeah, that, and, that's a different discussion. Yeah, got, it is. That's a whole new. And it just it, didn't. It didn't. It didn't sync up with what I was trying to the, say. The, the the point is that I know you're trying to say, Tina, yeah. that common sense gun mm-hmm. laws like banning AK-47, mm-hmm. those are, Jeff, you and I are veterans, those are battlefield weapons. Why do we need them here unless we you know, are planning a rebellion against the government and nobody's doing that? And common sense background checks. That You could start with that just to see if you could – because the problem is that they're so – available now that in, mm-hmm. in people mm-hmm. when they get mm-hmm. into uh, maybe an argument an emotional situation they make snap decisions mm-hmm. and now it's almost like a mass shooting is like the thing to do yeah it is it really is it has nothing to do it's so far removed uh from any argument of needing uh, a weapon of war to protect yourself against the government i mean it's just out of control uh, and, you know, for whatever the, the case that the caller was trying to make, which I understand the point and, you know, that they were saying, but that wasn't my point. My point was at what point, at what point in time does common sense take over? You know, we yeah. we have to be realistic. I mean, I understand. And, and like you say, the, the, you know, if you want to get into a Second Amendment discussion and dissecting all of that, we're we're so far away from that that it's not even funny with this discussion. Yeah, most most Tina, most gun owners, the vast majority are responsible, mm-hmm. and they don't you know go out and use them. But the problem is, is mm-hmm. they're so readily available on That's the street the and in the store. Um, and we got young people who you know they don't they, they're not responsible at all Mm-mm. with them so that and that's, that's all I was saying the problem is the the proliferation and uh the access you know there yeah. there there's too many and too many people have access to it that should not be having access to them that's and, and, and that's and that has mind, m- Okay, and the mindset of of some of the people who do it the but. mindset of the folks who do it that has nothing to do with banning um a gun. Uh, Terry, go ahead. How are you? Hello, Tina, James, AJ, and all the staff there. Mm-hmm. Hope you're well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, a continued happy Valentine's week to all of you. Um, Same to you. Tina, I was saying to uh, the person answering that uh, I hope at least once before the show's over, you all can uh, repeat the information about tomorrow's Meet the Artist Gala. Uh, okay. Let's see. We had that earlier uh, this okay. week. Yeah. I, I, um, missed it. I missed it. Yeah. Is that going to be at the Arts Garden in I downtown? Think, uh, the main library. Main the main library. library. There. I was just wondering because I'm trying to find my notes music. here. Yeah. Yeah. After, uh, after 5 p.m. tomorrow. Uh, mm-hmm. There's also a book sale associated with the Marion County Public Library System, 24th Street between Meridian and Illinois. As usual, they'll be starting mm-hmm. around 10, and they'll have multiple days of that, but it's open to the public starting tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, Tina, the main thing I, I want to talk about that's new is, uh, not new, but a, a new thing for me today is a connection between the United States, South Africa, Israel, Russia, Ukraine, and Palestine. 
South Africa learned from the United States about oppression. Israel learned from South Africa and the United States about oppression. Russia on its own knows how to oppress. The, the Ukrainians are being oppressed. The Palestinians are being oppressed. And I'm not sure why, other than being scared of not padding their retirement funds, why United States senators and representatives don't stop sending money to Israel, which does oppression. Now, if they were to need aid, like James, you were saying earlier, sure. But every single year to send them billions when it's clear they're oppressing, there's something going on behind the scenes that the United States doesn't tell we citizens as though we can't understand. But it's pretty sneaky. It's pretty low down. And to fund people who are killing people as though if they sent money to Russia to kill people, to me it's wrong. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I respect your opinion. I mean, it's 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 widespread. It, there are people who, uh, you know, I mean, they just have not stopped seeing, you know, what Israel's doing. Even Biden said, "You're over the top. You're you're killing people, trying to get at the people who are embedded in you. You can't do it like that. You got to figure out another way to find them." I don't know what the solution is, but I just wanted to say their oppression and also the Palestinians sending rockets into them because they don't feel like they should exist. It's a war. It's a it's it's a war, Terry. I mean, it's been a war for a while, for a minute now. Yes, but it's more resistance by Palestine because they're being crushed, they're being herded, they're being annihilated. And you just have to look at the numbers year by year, even before 2023, James. The numbers are horrific, just as they are for the Sudan and many other places on this earth where there's severe repression and murder. The numbers are there. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned Sudan. It's it's just the opposite there. It's the mm-hmm. Muslims in the north who are oppressing the Christians the the smaller population of Sudanese Christians mm. in the south. So I mean, yes. yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean you what? you make a good point. Um, we can't yeah. solve it all, but mm-hmm. I, I think there's blame to be had on both sides. Oh sure, and I I respect you all's opinions, and that's one of the reasons I listen, and I encourage others to listen to you all. Hope you have a continued safe, healthy week, month, and year. Enjoy the weekend and. God bless. Well, you too, Terry. Thank you, Thank you uh, very much uh, for that. Um, the uh, the Meet the Artist uh, Gala, I believe yeah. it starts at like it, it was an odd time. I was it starts at like five forty five forty p.m. Uh, okay. tomorrow. Uh, at the that is odd. Uh, it is odd, but mm-hmm. I, I think they have a full program. Uh, but yeah. you can go to uh, NDPL uh, Indianapolis Public Library. Uh, dot org ndpl.org and uh, they'll have a full mm-hmm. yeah that's an annual event and it's a really yeah, good one too very nice very nice event uh san go ahead how are you i just want to say oh jeff you were on it okay and tina you were the the people that you were talking to yesterday number one the man that was that was really rude to you as you were talking and he tried to keep talking back at you well i got something to say for the the folks like him that want to listen to what we think 
guess what? The guys, you, you think, okay, you. It's it's no longer way back then. It was like, oh yes, a boss. We don't care. And the thing about when he said to to uh to 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 protect themselves against the country, let's go back to history. Beginning of the revolution, when we were colonized by England, and we were armed to protect ourselves, but the Revolutionary War came out against the country England. Now, I'm going to connect the dots. January 6th, what did they try to do? Overthrow our legitimate voting count. And there was something I saw that one of those days, on that day, one of the, the news reel came through, it was live, and there was this big white flag, and it was a, a blue border, and on the inside of it, it said, Independence Day, January 6th. Let's connect the dots. I need these weapons to protect myself against the country. So if you're wanting to do a res, a, 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 a total takeover of our country and and also don't forget let's connect the dots uh trump said elected day one he would be dictator check it out on fox news i think the day he said that was december the 5th 2023 he said day one he'd be a, a dictator now when people become dictators they don't just turn around we saw january 6th they won't just turn around the vote to the, the people. So people, if you really want to be a part of this country, if you don't want someone to come up with the bus and carry us away, we better vote. Register and I mean register for your rights to be able to vote. Don't forget that guy in Russia that got killed because mm-hmm. he wanted to vote. Mm-hmm. That's, I'm just yeah. resting my case. Yeah. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm. All right, bye bye, Sam. A good point. Thank you, Sam. And that—that's the same thing we were saying, James. She, she, she underscored what we were saying. Don't, don't let that. Don't let the lesson here pass you by. <laughs> don't yeah, that's think, right. And don't you think know. because we're talking about it. Well, that didn't happen here, so why am I worried about it? Mm-mm. Nope. It can happen here. It most oh, certainly, like and that. it almost happened here. Uh, you know, yeah. I don't think folks understand how closely we came. Uh, to losing it all on January 6th, 2021. Exactly. They just, people just don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. What did Benjamin Franklin say? And by the way, his son, I saw the documentary, his son on Benjamin Franklin, mm-hmm. his son was for the British, the Tories. I mean, he turned people <laughs> in. Tina, he had them killed. His dad disavowed, disowned his son at, at the end after he came back from overseas, you know, really? that had gotten the treaty and everything. Yeah. And and what did he say when he was coming out of that convention, which admittedly the southern states would not bring a union together unless they agreed to accounting of the black slaves as three-fourths of a human. So that was wrong from the mm-hmm. get-go. Mm-hmm. But he was asked by this lady by the name of Powell, shouted to him when they came out of the convention, they had, uh, you know, solidified the writing of the Constitution. What do we have? Do we have a monarchy or a republic? 
Franklin replied, a republic, if you can keep it, if you can keep it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, we've been very fortunate. Um, and if you can keep it is, is are the key words, and I remember that. We've been very fortunate that there haven't been any serious challenges to the democracy, to our democracy, right. until... Um, January sixth, and Donald Trump got in office, and and you know wasn't he wasn't trying to leave, you know he mm-hmm. he was like you know he he was what a few days away he was supposed to uh, turn turn over the reins of power and he wasn't going to do it, yeah. and he, and he said, wanted Mike Pence involved in that mm-hmm, mess, mm-hmm. you know uh, to to you know to say that no we we I can't certify this counting of the electoral votes. Pence said no, mm-hmm. I, I can't do that. Nope, he surely did. So, um, but yeah, so that was, um, uh, it's still, are, are you looking out your window at all? Yeah, I am. And it, it's still coming down. It's light. Um, the, the, the roads are, are barely being covered. They're, they're starting to be covered. This is a light powdery snow. I'd say I'm guessing an inch, inch and a four mm-hmm. so far, but it's, 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 uh, you know, it's, it's not heavy. We're supposed to have another couple, three hours of this, about five or six before it gets out of here. Mm. I don't know. Some places it, it may, you know, cover everything. Right now I can still see parts of the street, um, but they're, they're going to treat it because right behind us, as you said, Tina, with that advisory notice, um, the temperatures are going to be dropping precipitously, and we're going to go down into the 20s this evening. Mm-hmm. Um, so there will be slick spots out there, like you said, with all this these things going on around with the NBA All-Star. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, you know, one of the, the, the good things, uh, I guess, about uh, Indianapolis, um, uh, you know, Casey Godson Jr., okay, um, Indianapolis, um, is the, the ability to walk where you need to go uh, <laughs> yeah. to, for most of the, uh, you know, most of the activities and the, the venues and things of that nature. Or you, and, and in some cases, you don't even Inside. have to go outside. Yeah, you don't have yeah. to go outside. So, so there's that. And, of course, uh, one of my favorite things to share with everyone um, remains the fact that Indigo is providing free rides from yeah. now on, now until the, you know, until the last bus runs on Sunday the 18th. Free, free, free. Anywhere. Free, anywhere, anywhere. And tonight through the 18th, tonight through Sunday, uh, special extended hours, special yeah. extended hours. So uh, in case anyone's at a venue that runs late or what have you, the, they're going to extend their um, their schedule there. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. From Friday through Sunday, February uh, 16th, uh, mm-hmm. the, the service will be offered in high-frequency routes, Departing from Julian Carson Center with final departure at twelve thirty a.m. I'm looking for the extended hours on this thing. Uh, uh, it says uh, for those attending All Star events. Uh, da, 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 what they say? Another. Uh, let's see. I had it right here. Oh, during NBA All Star 2024, Indigo will offer extended service February 16th through the 18th on high frequency routes departing from the Julia Carson Transit Center or the CTC. Uh, with the last departure at 12.30 a.m., the extended service will be offered to ensure riders have easy transportation from downtown after the scheduled events end. Yeah. 
Hey, our, our yeah. good our good buddy AJ attended one of the kickoff events last night okay. as well. AJ, tell us about it. What happened? Yeah, sure did. I uh, went to the NBA tip-off event, the all-star tip-off at the Bicentennial Bicentennial Unity Plaza. Mm-hmm. It's oh, a yeah. mouthful right there. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Uh, an amazing experience. An amazing experience. I almost wish I, I would have went a little earlier. It started at 6, a little after 6. I got there maybe 545. Mm-hmm. It was about 1,000 people out there already it was ridiculous mm. i loved it the setup looked gorgeous <laughs> they uh took the ice skating rink up for now and they replaced it with the basketball court that's there in the summertime in the non-winter mm. months mm. uh beautiful setup massive screens uh of incredible uh, incredibly inspiring video done by indianapolis's own tevin stuttered uh oh, wow. he's, he's been mm. He's been around. He's been around for a while. Got mm-hmm. got a little bit of notoriety from the Long's Bakery song he made. <laughs> uh, yeah, I remember that. Incredible. Hosted by uh, mm-hmm. B, our own B Swift. Mm-hmm. Did a great job. Uh, yes. The Indiana Fever legend Tamika Catchins. Yeah. And of course, yeah. the hometown the hometown hero Mike Epps. Mm-hmm. Great mm-hmm. time. Great job. It was funny. It was very energetic. Uh, they had a, a slew of Pacers greats that came out there from Al Harrington to Rick Smith to Meta Sanford Artest. Meta World Peace. Yeah. Meta World Peace, yeah. uh, uh, A.K.A. Ron Artest. Yeah. He's, he's yeah. got like five different names now. Oh, he does? Yeah. He's, he's not Meta he's, World Peace anymore? He's Meta Sanford Artest. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's his name now. So. Okay, whatever well, works. Well, that was the year we could have won the NBA championship. Definitely. And- Somebody got on his nerves in Detroit when he was laying on the, the table out there. Uh, they were mm. doing something on the court, and he was laying on the table. Somebody threw something at him, and that was the end of our championship run that year. Throw, that throw down in Motown, wasn't it? That, that <laughs> yeah, what they called the, it? The Malice at the Palace. Malice at the Palace. Yeah, it was, yes, there was that. Was but a, a great moment in history. But mm-hmm. awesome moment. Uh, there was Larry Bird, obviously. Mm-hmm. He came up. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton showed up on an Indy car. Yeah, uh, in, the, in the back seat, right? Yeah, Somebody in the back seat driving. of an Indy car. looked a little tight in there, but uh, <laughs> a great moment of a passing of the torch between Larry and Tyrese. Beautiful to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, and a surprise appearance from T-Pain in a performance. That was really nice, too. Yeah, I saw that. I was looking at Instagram and, and all social media is just blowing up with, with all kinds of stuff, especially ours. So, yeah. I mean, I'm really proud of ours, uh, including the sold-out legends uh, last night where um, the great uh, Oscar Robertson was recognized. Uh, the mm-hmm. Butler basketball team was there. Um, the mayor uh, was there everybody paid uh, tribute to Oscar as they very well should have he mm-hmm. is so well deserved just such a beautiful uh, beautiful time last night out there at Clues Hall and there wasn't a seat to be had in the house you talk about wow. a sellout Hold yeah. out, absolutely, absolutely Oscar must have been on a roll because he was at the tip off as well he oh was he was <laughs> Oscar's got a driver yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oscar's got somebody they were moving him around yeah and also they and did it was perfect weather for it wasn't it AJ I mean it was in the yeah, it wasn't like bad. Dropping. It was about 40 degrees outside. Uh-huh. It wasn't yeah. too bad. They also offered hand warmers to everyone and their own hats. So oh. everybody got their own type of hat. I've got a picture of it. I gave them to, to the girls, but uh-huh. I've got a picture of them. I got commandeered this morning. Yeah. Was, <laughs> you uh, didn't get to keep <laughs> Commissioner Adam Silver announced that the NBA has commissioned a statue for Oscar Robinson, and they're going to be putting that outside of Christmas Attics High School. Oh, wow. wow. Yes. News. Amazing. Amazing. That is news. wonderful. That is absolutely wonderful. Like I said, we can't uh, pay tribute to, to the big O enough. You know, we just can't. Yeah, I mean, I remember interviewing him and 
he was so upset, even years later when I interviewed him, about them winning that state championship, the first one in 1954, Tina, you know, where teams typically get to uh, go down, take, take them by the fire truck, uh, all of the team members on the fire truck down to the circle. Mm -hmm. They disembark from the truck, you know, and have a mm -hmm. rally. Mm -hmm. But they they took them down there, but then they took them straight over to, uh, you know, Christmas Attics on the near north, northwest side, the historic, uh, you know, kind of Indiana Avenue corridor area. And he was still, he was still bothered by that. So mm -hmm. thank God for that, uh, mm -hmm. what, you know, what we just learned from, from AJ about them putting the statue of Oscar Robertson mm -hmm. uh, in front of Christmas. You know, those, those are the things that are just seared into your consciousness. I mean, it's just there, uh, mm -hmm. you know. He, he's he hey if it's still he didn't forget no 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 uh well he was robbed of of a very important yeah. uh very part important of his life part of his mm -hmm. life yeah that, that some others had and, and you know speaking of statutes i don't know if you heard or not but they've made an arrest in that um uh the uh the theft and of uh, the jackie robinson statue um uh, oh they, did they? yeah it I looks like it. uh yeah this is according to black america web uh, a breakthrough has been made in the case of the stolen Jackie Robinson statue with the arrest of 45-year-old white man, Ricky Alderet, um, announced by Wichita, Kansas police to, uh, earlier this week. He faces multiple Good. charges related to the theft, including felony theft, aggravated criminal property damage. The statue, uh, which was stolen from a park, was found days later smoldering in a trash can. Now, despite initial concerns of a hate-motivated crime, police said that the intent behind the theft was to sell the metal for scrap. Uh, I guess Wichita Chief Joe Sullivan emphasized that Alderette's arrest is just the beginning, hinting at more arrests to come, so he didn't act alone. Um, he has a criminal history. This man, The man arrested apparently has a criminal history of burglary and theft uh, and was jailed on a $150,000 bond. His charges, felony theft and aggravated criminal damage to property in the statue case. Uh, he was also charged with identity theft, making false information in another incident in October of 2022 involving a pawn ticket. Uh, police didn't provide too much more about that, but basically uh, uh, he's uh, also, oh man, this guy's bad news, charged with kidnapping and aggravated burglary. Uh, yeah, so he's, he's mm. bad news. So anyway, the good news was that the community rallied behind the, the statue theft and burning, uh, and, uh, donations, uh, in excess of $300,000 to replace wow. it. Uh, mm. so that's a testament to the enduring legacy of, uh, Jackie Robinson. Um, exactly. Yeah. They're outpouring, who, uh, mm -hmm. you know, who was a, he broke the cola barrier in, yeah, in, in yeah. Baseball. baseball yeah and i guess the plans for the replacement are already underway uh they anticipate a swift turnaround uh and the uh uh thanks to the viable mold i guess there was some there was some salvaging of the mold somehow there was something there was enough left that they didn't have to, to start from scratch i guess so Oh, uh, good. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and the mold of the statue can still be used is what I understand. So, That's great. Uh, yeah. But anyway, that, that I didn't mean to get too far off base with that one, but um, we had talked about it earlier, the theft and the, the burning of it, and, and I think we were of the belief. But, I mean, couldn't you find something else to steal and you, sell? You should have found something else yeah, to steal. Yeah, I, I, you know, <laughs> I, I kind of, I, I get that part of it, but you got to believe there might have been a little bit of race in there somewhere, racism in there somewhere. It's got to be. Got to I mean, be. Know, some people gotta just be. drive around on trash day, you know, and 
pick up barrels and mm-hmm. uh, old appliances and yeah. all kinds of metal. You know, yeah. I mean, people get trucks and do that. Why Why would you go and get Jackie Robinson's statue? That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying, because he wanted to. Uh, and maybe the Wichita police chief just wanted to, you know, cool the temperature, I guess. I don't know. But I find that hard to believe that he was just looking for something to sell, uh, mm-hmm. scrap metal. I mean, of all the statutes that are there in Wichita, Jackie Robinson's was the only one that yeah. you could sell. Uh, and then set it on fire. Come on. But anyway, but I'm glad that uh, it's it's salvageable. I'm glad that there's more than enough money to, to put it back where it belongs. So with a, a good ending there could have been worse. So happy to hear that. Uh, but it is it continues to snow. It is so, you know, I think, uh, AJ, this is the first time since I've been here that I've been able to, to look outside and watch it snow from high atop yeah, my We, haven't really, we uh-uh. haven't really had much. We uh-uh. haven't had much. Uh-uh. It's very pretty. It's a great beautiful. weekend for it to come down. Yeah, it is. It is. <laughs> I was talking to James. Do you have any plans to uh, attend or drive by or take a look at any of the All Star festivities at all? No, I think I'll do a Senator Taylor. I think I'll check it out on the TV. Yeah, watch on TV. Yeah, the coverage is good. It's compact, and it's certainly warm and snug in your house. So that's okay. (laughs) But, you know, there are folks that came, and I hope that they, if if they did come, I hope they had a really good time So or are going to have a good time. Hey, we're going to take another quick break right here and be right back with more Community Connection, 317-972-3008. We'll be right back. Let's get back to the conversation. It's Community Connection with Tina Cosby on Praise AM 1310, 95.1 FM, Indy's Inspiration Station. And we are back with Community Connection. Tina Cosby here with our contributing analyst, James Patterson, uh, running a lot of uh, Geno's commercials about, uh, are you familiar with October London, uh, James? Uh, you know what? I I've heard the song, but I'm not familiar with that artist. Yeah. Tell me, tell yeah, me well, more. Yeah, well, India, just in, just proud of him because he's from the state of India, South Bend, born in mm-hmm. South Bend. Uh, AJ would know more too. I, I don't want to get it wrong, AJ, but um, he's he's pretty popular, and he sounds. We were we were well. I'm not going to say that. We, he, he sounds a lot like Marvin. Yeah, he does. He's okay, got that okay. Marvin vibe, that Marvin groove to everything he does. So, uh, what what else, AJ? Yeah, I, I, that's all I got for him. Oh, that's, that's all, all you got. got? I haven't, I haven't well, dug into him too much either. I just, yeah. I just discovered him maybe six months ago when we started mm-hmm. spending them on TLC, on FM, I should say. Yeah, is it? Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. if if he and he sounds a lot like I'm there, mm-hmm. if he can pull that off, I mean, I'm sure he might have some of his own cuts that he that he that he'll mm-hmm. share too, yeah. uh, or that he's done. But if he if he can be like a second Marvin, he mm-hmm. has a a stellar career, Lord willing, in front of him because Marvin Gaye was an icon. Yeah. But you know what? It's it's the it's the appetite for Marvin again. You know, it's kind of yeah. like, uh, um, oh my goodness, I, I'm looking at him right now. Uptown Funk. Uh, Bruno, Bruno Mars. Mars, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a lot of folks early on scoffed at that style, uh, you know, that he has with the the band and the stage and mm-hmm. the, how you know how old school it was. But there's there's a there's a market for that. There's an appetite for that, just like with the October London and you know a crooner uh, and things. So there's you know there's enough of us out there that folks can appreciate and and um, support all kinds of music. So uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, it's not that. AJ's generation, you know, don't have good music. It, it does, and, you, and they've yeah. got mm-hmm. musical 
geniuses too. But back in the day when you had Marvin Gaye and mm-hmm. you know the Motown, mm-hmm. it just—I mean—and it went with a movement too, and that's what made it yeah. so inspiring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It underscored the civil rights and, movement. And yeah. we love that type of music as well. Listen, yeah. <laughs> we have to be honest, but especially me, I, I know I grew up listening to my mother's. Are records, you old school? So, yeah, you, you like a little old school. One hundred percent. I I can't get mine. My millennials, <laughs> they're like it's okay. I, I mean, they'll tolerate it. They'll tolerate. My it. daughter gets upset because I, I every Saturday I'll blast Denise Wilson or mm-hmm. excuse me Denise Williams, Williams uh-huh. every Williams, Saturday yeah. okay. blast the record yeah yeah now my grandson he he he's he's with me he, he's with me <laughs> he likes that yeah I can get I can he get him going me. early he he likes it all he 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 was the only one break dancing and he was watching all these uh <laughs> there was a uh uh what do you call it a uh, uh a video on YouTube and it was some gorillas not, no, not gorillas. It was, uh, what is it? It's Trolls, that movie Trolls. Oh, yeah. And they do a lot of mm-hmm. throwback stuff, and they were doing some, he was watching Trolls, and he watches it a lot, and they were doing some break dancing, and of all things, he, he picked that up, you know, <laughs> so he gets down, and he thinks he's jamming, but he gets down in the middle of the floor and spins and gets up and goes back down, and I'm like, all the dances from way back when you picked up, that's it. But uh, So anyway, it's just fun to watch. But, uh, yeah, yeah, so... Um, Lot of what are you gonna do this weekend? You say you're just gonna just gonna hang out, just gonna just just be talking to AJ. Uh, no, well, both of you, yeah. What? Well, I know what AJ's gonna get out. AJ's getting <laughs> yeah, ready. Go, you know, oh, they're yeah, still shooting. He's got they're, tickets for that stuff. He does, <laughs> but they're still shooting hoops. You know, out there on the circle, they've got the circle blocked off. It's it's a little semicircle, so that you you can only do half of the circle from Market Street to Market Street, right? From Market Street East to Market Street West, though that it's blocked. And then, but then, yeah. but you can go down uh, those streets, but you can't come on the circle from those two sides, which is cool because they've got activities. They've got the the, mm-hmm. the uh, jumbotron, jumbo screen, huge, huge. I can't. I don't even know how big that screen is. Oh, it's massive. It's, 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 it is massive. It's got to be like 120 inches across. It's it's oh, ridiculous. Wow. Yeah, it's ridiculously large. It's a uh, Flintstone size. You know, <laughs> everything was just like gigantic. Yeah. Uh, and then they've got. There are stations, there are basketball stations where you can stand there and take a jumper or layup or what, however you want. And there, there are attendants standing there by each station to hand you the ball so you can throw up there and, and, and throw down. And AJ's getting ready to go out and do it, aren't oh, you? Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> and if anybody wants to challenge me. If okay. anybody wants to have a three-point shooting contest in the snow, in the snow, I'll be there. Wait, 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 the big the, white coat. The three-point shooting, con- the three-point and the dunk and all that other stuff. That's coming up. What tomorrow? Yes. Saturday night, tomorrow, isn't it? tomorrow night. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's going to be televised. That used to. That's yeah. always one of my favorites. But for it's going to be especially game. neat this time. This is why I want to watch it on TV. I, you know, that'd yeah. be great mm-hmm. if I could be there in person. But because of it's going to be, as I understand it, correct me if I'm wrong, AJ or Tina at Lucas Oil Stadium, and they've got this court, and you talked about it on your show, the glass court with the the special effects where you could see the movement of the players Mm -hmm. behind them with the light. A full LED court. Yeah, LED, that's what it was. It's going to be amazing. Uh, what are they gonna? What What do they do with that? After, I mean, was that specially constructed? I wonder, just for All Star twenty twenty four. I believe so. I believe I, so. I, yeah. I, I can only imagine that they would take it take it around after this. Yeah. I would only imagine that they would take it around. I'll make this. it a part of All Star All Star future All Star yeah uh, celebrations yeah because yeah. it 
it's it looks like something out of the new Space Jam movie, and I, it's the first thing I thought of when I saw it. I'm like, mm-hmm. I can't wait to see this in person. So I'm I'm gonna go do that and check that out. It's it's a lot going on this weekend. I'm gonna make sure I, I get my fill before I go in the house on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then you know I but I what the game the game itself mm-hmm. the game itself on Sunday yeah. Uh, I'll yeah. probably glance at that uh, because what you see is a whole lot of offense. You see nothing but shoot, 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 and and a lot of creativity uh, in in that as well. So yeah, do you remember that game recently when Halliburton threw the ball off the backboard, caught it before he came down, mm-hmm. threw it over to Pascal Siakam, and he hit a three? Did y'all see that? Yeah. I did not. Yeah, that, that sounds wild. Incredible play. <laughs> what? Yeah, I mean, it just shows what kind of player that he is. He's the just talent. unusual. And yeah, and he's just he just has just just a gift. Not only for finding the right person, he just knows when to take it on his own. He can get his own shot. They've yes. got a, a lot of good players around him now, yeah. and as they go forward, they mm-hmm. really could make some noise. Yeah. You know, the, somebody had said at some point, I, I don't remember who it was, but that, um, you know, a lot of our professional sports figures are not just athletes. They're entertainers uh, yeah. as well. And when you get one with the flair uh, for the entertain, entertaining aspect of the game, whatever that game may be, uh, that makes it all the that makes it that much better, and uh, there certainly have been enough, uh, you know, uh, what do you call? It? Uh, I don't, I don't know. Uh, the, the players with flair uh, throughout the history of of sports. Uh, Magic that, Johnson, is Magic, one yeah. Oh my yeah. goodness, yes. Uh, that, that that they're showmen. You know, they're they're yeah. they're showmen in addition to being just world class athletes. They know how to put on a show as well. So. Uh, there's so many, and in the, you're right. In the game of basketball, there's so many. Uh, so um, it's uh, it's it's a lot of it's going to be a lot of fun. I I'm so glad that people are here, and I'm glad folks have something fun to do, and hopefully we can keep everybody safe and warm. Uh, so uh, there we have that. Um, let's see. Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, who do we have here? Let me see who this is. Pierre. Oh, Pierre. Go ahead. Hi, Pierre. Oh, good afternoon, Tina. Good and afternoon. James and. And AJ um, wanted to jump. Uh, wanted to jump on AJ real quick because one of the problems we have in this uh, in our country, in our city, is uh, people's AJ AJ's age are not voting. So AJ, you got to get mm. your friends out there and tell them to pick it up, man. Yeah, they're they're not helping us. But uh, Tina and James, mm-hmm. I want you guys to keep an eye on a race, State Senate uh, District Thirty Four. I think that's Gene Bro's uh, district. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Gene Bro, uh, what about she, it? She, yeah, she's being she's being challenged mm-hmm. by uh, somebody, um, and I don't know if we're going to leave her on the ballot. Uh, I want you guys to keep that on there, uh, keep an eye on that because it kind of depends on the rest race. But what, what, what's going on with that, Pierre? What, what, what's yeah, what is it? Yeah. Well, she, well, you got it? Well, you got an incumbent being challenged, but now here's the interesting thing. She's being challenged by a woman named Shania Graves. Now, Shania Graves is the daughter of city county councilor Keith Graves. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, um, in, in the yeah. Democratic primary, right? Yeah, in the Democratic primary. That's going to be an interesting uh, race. You got an incumbent 
been there 18 years. It's, uh, you know, kind of not shown up for work in a while. And you got a newcomer, AJ's age, who's out there trying to change some things. So, uh, so are you guys, saying that she, you're sure that she has not uh, shown up for work in a while? Well, uh, I don't okay. know. I, I just think that's just what I've heard about Miss Bro. I don't know if she's sick or what, but you yeah, know, sometimes uh, there's a there's there's more to it than yeah yeah than meets the okay, eye. Okay, well there may be more to it. I don't know. You guys know more than I do. Uh, you, well, you, you yeah, guys not necessarily. Might be competitive. Yeah. Uh, Pierre, you think yeah. it might be competitive? Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. I think it. I, I think it can be, especially with her daddy being a counselor out there in that area, within that district. Mm-hmm. And I've known mm-hmm. Keith Graves. Yeah, and I and I've known Keith Graves since high school, and he's a good man. Uh, he's, uh, you know, a lot of people think a lot of things about me, but uh, he never turned his back on me, and still greets me as a friend. So mm-hmm. um, I'm gonna support his daughter. Uh, but uh, just wanted you guys to keep an eye on that, and because uh, it's the only competitive race pretty much here in Indianapolis, everything else is pretty much sewn up by the yeah, incumbents. We, yeah, all right. So, well, it could be. Nothing's ever nothing's so, ever uh, concluded until it's concluded, until it's though. Done. Yeah, until it's, it's absolutely concluded. Done. Yeah. So, but all right. Y'all, y'all, y'all keep an eye on that. Um, we most certainly will. Thank you, Pierre, for the heads up. Appreciate mm-hmm. it. Yep, indeed. Hey, and uh, AJ will like this, Keena. I just okay. got a text from my sister over in Illinois. Okay. You know, I, we were talking, we were throwing names out, Oscar Robertson, uh-huh. um, you know, uh, uh, Magic Johnson. Mm. Uh, we could have said Bill Russell, you know, talking about Magic on the floor. Uh, and she just two words, Michael Jordan, okay? Mike. Oh, well. Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Mike. I like Mike. Uh, like Michael that. Jordan. Okay, we'll we'll end on that. Is he? I want. I, I know he's going to be here this weekend. Don't you think? It's his birthday tomorrow, I so I really hope oh. so. Oh, okay, that's I really great. Hope so. His birthday is tomorrow. His see? birthday is tomorrow, I and I'm going to be on that. the lookout. Okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine that he's not here. He's not. So did yeah. he? Did he retire in Chicago, AJ? No, he retired. Well, yeah, but then he came back and retired in Washington. But I mean, does he? I, I guess maybe I should. Oh, I, I, I phrased in, the question wrong. I believe did, he still owns a home up there, but I don't think he actually lives. There. Okay. I don't think he lives there. I think his kids do. His kids do. I, yeah. I wonder if he went to North Carolina or Florida or somewhere like that. Um, he may have gone back to I North Carolina. Well, he bought North the, uh, he, yeah. Yeah, the, the Charlotte Hornets. Hornet. Yeah. I think he was had an interest in ownership of the Charlotte Hornets. Yeah. I was just wondering where he went to uh, to live um, afterwards. So yeah, it must be must must be North Carolina. It has mm-hmm. to be. Yeah, because that's where he's from. Yeah, that's where, where he's he from. Went to, went to school there. Probably where his heart is. Yep, indeed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, you know what? Uh, as much as I hate to do it, we got to go. I I'm enjoying my good company here with you guys. I've enjoyed everybody that's been on the show today and. I hope everyone enjoys the, what's left. The remainder is just getting started. I hope everyone really enjoys uh, uh, All-Star 2024 here in the city of Indianapolis. It's going to be a great time. Uh, the weather is picturesque. It's really pretty. Uh, just be careful. Hey, hey, you know, we'll just listen for updates and things of that nature. Nothing that's going to keep anybody from getting around at all. Mm-hmm. So that's the good news. But, um, you know, just, just keep an eye out and listen for updates and get out there and have a good time. Be safe. Have fun. Uh, and we'll be talking with you. That's all the time we have for right now. We are always praise AM 1310 and 95.1 FM Indy's inspiration. Don't forget about our website, praiseindy.com. Willie Moore Jr. on the radio. He is up 
Next, he is your nephew. Everyday James, your nephew. <laughs> Flat out. <laughs> Flat out, your nephew. Thanks, everybody, as always, for listening and joining the show. Don't forget our new call-in number, 317-972-3008. Uh, I'll say it again, everyone. Please be safe and be well. For James Patterson and AJ, I'm <laughs> Tina Cosby, and this is Community Connection.